Friends podcast episode. What episode is it? Forty-five. Forty-five. Uh, the Michael Jordan for like three quarters of a season episode. Forty-five. Any better forty-fives? Anyone got a good forty-five? I like. I like Ooh, Bob Gibson episode. There we go. That's better. Much better. Bob Gibson episode. Big rip, folks. You can see we're joined by a very special guest. Maybe number one fan of the show. Uh, everyone's favorite little elf in the Thoughts and Friends universe. One of the biggest fans of the two movies we're going to be talking about today. We're joined by Jacob Keeker. Good to have you, buddy. I'm stoked. Been a big First fan. You guys are my, you guys are my number two podcast for 2021 uh, when Spotify sent me that, and I'm I'm glad to be here. And really, I mean, we were only doing it for a couple months, so I mean that's a that's a big move in your in your Spotify rap to get up to two in only a few months. So we're Thank happy you. to have you. Happy to have you. Guy's not hardly missing an episode. He's a good example for everyone. Folks, be like Jacob. Be more like Jacob. That's Listen to all the episodes. Say. They're great. I hear that very often. So, uh, Jacob is on to talk about two of his favorite movies. Two movies that a lot of people would say, it's not a Christmas movie. The action movie matchup. Lethal Weapon versus Die Hard. The winner of this matchup will face uh, off against Home Alone, right, in round two, which mm-hmm. we'll have a show at the end of the month, uh, crowning our champion. But matchup two, Die Hard versus Lethal Weapon. You set it off the top a bit in a mocking way. I think it needs to be talked about. I mean, it is on the Christmas movie bracket, but it's barely about Christmas. It's, it's on – so um, Die Hard specifically is on Christmas – they're at a Christmas party. They both take place during the Christmas season. Uh, they take I don't place know. in December. Yeah, there's some Christmas trees and uh, some references to Christmas, but not the Christmasiest movies out there. No, it's a one out of ten on the Christmas scale, I would say. Well, you know, there's. we'll get to it. Jacob, how many times do you think you've seen these two movies? I, I bet I've seen them each at least 20 times. And that's not always like. Go ahead. Go ahead. What kind of memories do you have with these movies? Um, What's the first? Do you remember the first time you watched either of them? Oh, I was obviously really young, but my dad has always hammered like '80s and '90s movies in me. So I've seen a lot more of those probably than I have like 2000s to 2010s. Oh yeah, interesting. Oh yeah. My dad's not a huge movie guy, so a lot of these. Movies of this time don't uh, get put on me in the same way, so I didn't watch. I have seen Lethal Weapon one time now. I've seen Die Hard two times now. So I'm I'm much more unfamiliar um, with the two movies than than Jacob and you as well. How many times have you seen it? I've seen Lethal Weapon probably only a couple times. I've seen Die Hard more times, under ten though probably. Um, yeah, again, I didn't watch either until I was fairly older. Didn't watch either when I was young. They're kind of two movies until I was in my 20s. I was like, I don't know. I feel like I hear so much other pop culture shit about them that you sort of know what happens that you don't necessarily want to watch. But I'm glad I did. I love both these movies. I think they're both great. Yeah. 
Um, which we're going to do Lethal Weapon first? I think we're going to go Lethal Weapon first. Let's so do it. Let's jump in. Quick rundown. Lethal Weapon released March 6th, 1987. It did $120.2 million at the box office. Quick synopsis. A veteran button-down LAPD detective, Roger Murtaugh, is partnered with unhinged cop Martin Riggs, who, distraught after his wife's death, has a death wish and makes unnecessary risks with criminals at every turn. The odd couple embark on their first homicide investigation as partners involving a young woman known to Murtaugh with ties to a drug and prostitution ring. Directed by Richard Donner, who you may know from directing Goonies, the first Superman movie, and The Omen. Stars Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, Gary Busey. The Metacritic score in this movie is a 68 out of 100. The Rotten Tomatoes is an 80%. Roger Ebert, when he initially reviewed it, gave it 4 out of 4 stars. Wes, what did you think about your first watch of Lethal Weapon? Um, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, it gave me big you. The thing that stood out to me in that synopsis that you read was <laughs> the odd the odd couple. It's very like oil and water, like complete opposites coming together. It gave me it gave me um, like you know the remake of Starsky and Hutch with, with yes. Owen Wilson and. Uh, the Ben Stiller, it gave me like violent Starsky and Hutch vibes. Okay, um, yeah. yeah, it was good. I thought uh, Danny Glover's great. Um, Mel Gibson played has awesome hair in the movie. Played a great like on the edge He's psychopath. Crazy, yeah. He played. He, I thought he did. They do those two did a good job. Um, yeah, overall good, solid impressions. I only seen it once, but I would say not a lot of the movie like stuck out to me it kind of felt like one long like i don't know one long scene i don't know how to it never it. stops it keeps going and shit keeps happening and it keeps ramping up and ramping up and ramping up <laughs> there's never really any time to breathe which i kind of like in my sure. action movies yeah it's non-stop for sure jacob uh between us which one of us two is Murtaugh? which one is Riggs? oh man that's tough that's tough i've seen wild wild west you know, but I've also, uh, I think Brody, you might be Riggs. West yeah, be I'm Brody. crazy. I'm a fucking, I'm a psycho. You yeah. know, I've seen some cannonballs of yours and they get pretty wild. Yeah. 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 I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah. Wes is getting too old for this shit. <laughs> yep. He's the sensible one of the group. But, you know, he's also a fucking stick in the mud. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah. I thought he, um, his character was interesting. Um, he's kind of like the 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 old guy on the way out, kind of not like a his career's it's hard to say like flamed out, but it's like near in the end, and there isn't much excitement. He's kind of day to day. He's got his family, um, so I, I liked his character. Danny Glover does a good job. He's a really good actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great acting in this movie. Uh, both the leads are basically. Going blow for blow for each other. I don't know if I could pick who's the better performance of the two. Mel Gibson's definitely more in your face. Like, so there's definitely parts where you're like, "All right, Mel, tone it down yeah, a little bit." You're you're kind of losing. He me lacks here. subtlety for sure. So, it's well, but it also, more... but it also kind of fucking rules. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's the character. Yeah, they tie in a little bit too. Like it's almost there's a lot of times in the movie where you're like, "Oh, it's kind of like a father son," and then there's other times I'm like, "Oh, they're like brothers," you know, because like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riggs is like the crazy one doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And then Murtaugh's like, you got to chill out. You can't do that crap. Like we're the kind of teaching stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely uh tries so he's definitely yeah reining him in the the right amount the entire movie. Um I thought so this is my first time seeing it. I thought the woman at the beginning that jumps off the balcony was his wife. Oh. For a minute. For a, so that was do we know how she died? His it says in a car accident. Okay. Just random car accident. I the first time I saw this, I was assuming that was going to tie in somehow. No, she's just she just died. I mean, yeah. which it does tie in, but I was assuming somehow right, like in, the, in the villain's plot or yeah. some sort of police-related thing so, how she died. Yeah. You see the – he's, like, looking at the picture of her, like, at the beginning. I think that might have been when he was, like, had the gun he in his mouth. He has a gun in his mouth. Yeah. He's about to kill yeah. himself. Um, and, and I thought it was, like, a blonde. hard to tell. Like, it was, like, the wedding picture maybe, and she – I don't know. So I thought maybe that was her for, like – half an hour i didn't know for sure but it wasn't just some random jacob as a little kid the very first scene were you excited to see some boobies hey we got a almost this, this instead of action movie bracket this could have been the booby bracket the booby bracket yeah like the first frame yeah basically yeah. the very first shot naked movie. mel gibson we just got scale one to ten how 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 good is mel gibson's ass Pretty good. Yeah, great ass, Mel. Pretty good. I give it like a, you know, like an eight. Yeah, we got a first 10 minutes, a lot of nudity. I like the uh, the Christmas tree scene. That was kind of, that might be up there with one of my favorite scenes at the beginning when he's. Christmas tree scene. Or he's in the. He's oh, like, when they're. When he's, he's doing the cocaine bus. Yeah. When it really shows you that it's crazy, like immediately. Yeah. 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 So when he's like slapping the guy in the face and like patting him on the head and telling him to shoot him. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think the first time I saw this, I was not expecting it to be as intense. I was expecting it to be a little more like uh, family friendly, I guess. Yeah, like Starsky and Hutch, like nah, uh, buddy cop. No, nah, he's yeah. You you know the levels of insanity when and it's kind of crazy to think about. I guess if it was that time, but and the similarities, obviously, for both movies, they both show people doing coke. Also, very eighties. People love yeah. some cocaine in the eighties. Cigarettes. A lot of cigarettes, cocaine. a lot of cocaine. Yeah. Boobs. Mel Gibson's permed mullet. Yeah. Mullet. Yeah. It's, it, I don't even, it's I, so much a, volume. Just a mod. It's, it's. Ladies, need to get his routine. That yeah. guy, his hair is gigantic. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. Uh, so, yeah, they meet his, uh, what's his name? Uh, Murtaugh's family. It kind of set the stakes, lets you know he's a family man. Mm-hmm. So an iconic scene is when he gets introduced to his partner and he doesn't realize he's his partner. He pulls a gun on him, tries to beat his ass. Very funny. Yeah. Yeah. He, right. He sees that the, so just some civilian has a gun and the, and he like goes after him and he, so this, the, uh, Riggs, right. Riggs is his mm-hmm. name. Yep. He's, he's the lethal weapon, right? He's the, he's the guy. So he's like a former green beret or something. He's a former yeah. military and he's right. <laughs> As badass as they come with either hand-to-hand combat, weapons, anything. So that's uh and he yeah, flips him over and gets introduced to his new his new partner. Good times. And if you don't mind, going into more of the movie, Gary Busey is a bad guy. Phenomenal. Yeah. So I was just about to say it's the very first scene we see him where he's choking the guy and he lets him burn him with the cigarette. Fucking awesome. So good. Yeah. So, so good. Pretty good. They do a very good job of hammering home that he is an absolute fucking psycho. 
Yeah. It's it makes part to... of the movie too because him and Riggs are both that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a good mirror for each other. I could have done with a little more Busey in the movie. It's a little not less until later. Like, I don't really understand why we need the main older bad guy and him. I think I would Agreed. rather just Gary Busey be the main bad guy. Right. What was yeah, what was the like your boss's boss? Who was the, I don't he was like the head of the henchman, basically, Gary Busey was, and that guy is I don't know, the Kingpin. The brains of the operation. Yeah. I don't know really. Yeah. I think that could have been a little bit different. Yeah, but he was awesome. Um Going into kind of similarities and differences of the two movies that are in this matchup, I think what makes them so great, obviously the two uh, cops and then um, Bruce Willis in Die Hard, but the two villains are as good as it gets really. And that's what really makes an excellent movie or a good movie to a great movie is how good these villains are, I would say. I think I like the Die Hard villain better. Yeah, it's hard to beat hard. Alan Rickman in, in Die Hard. I mean, that's that's one of the best villains in any movie ever. Uh, and he's also, he's not the main character, but he's much more prevalent yeah. throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Well, he's got a higher say. position as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's say. the head guy, whereas Busey's like, just kind of like you said, the head handyman. But I think I like Busey as the head handyman more because he was able to show more of his crazy in that than maybe he would have if he was the lead role. Yeah, so they're different types of guys. Like Hans Hans uh what's his what's his last name? Gruber. Hans Gruber. He you know he's not a fighter. He's not a skilled murderer. He's an evil genius type. So it's sort of different strokes, but agreed. Gary Busey fucking rocks in this movie. Yeah. Um trying to just go through some story beats here. So one of our first Things their very first assignment is the suicide on the roof. Great. And Riggs, obviously, we know we've seen him basically attempts, well, not attempt, but get very close to attempting suicide. Yeah. So he goes up on the roof to get this guy down and he's trying to talk him down, talk him down. And eventually, his like, when you say talk him down, he's like, not that convincing. Right? Yeah, he's kind of like, he's kind of like, like hey, fuck off. You get off, jump if you want. Get off, the, get off the fucking roof. Um, so what he does, he handcuffs himself to him. And he's like, "Hey, if you jump, you're going to take me with you." This is what I have a problem with. I wish they would have shown. So eventually, he jumps off, takes them both, and there's a giant, you know, crash pad, yeah. pillow, balloon, inflatable deal, whatever. Yeah. They could have shown him that that was happening. Like, yeah, we never see that until they jump. Like the guy that jumps would have seen him down there doing that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah you know what that was though. It was. It was just like uh, Marvin Harry not looking down. <laughs> he yeah. like, like he was just like looking straight at him the whole time, and he was like looking out. Sure, he was distracted. Yeah, he was yeah. distracted. A lot of stuff in this movie attention. that you can nitpick. I feel like they have an out for. There's some. There's a fairly reasonable way to explain all the small yeah. nitpicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That included. Yeah, so they jumped down. Um, I'm trying to think what was really next as far as. So they, uh, Murtaugh takes him into that diner and stares him down, yells at him, gives him his gun. He says, fucking kill yourself. Do it. Do you want to kill oh, yourself? Yeah. And they scream at each other. Awesome scene. Yeah. Great acting. Really good. They're, they're both on 20 out of 10. Love that scene. Really, real, Danny Glover, real bug-eyed in that. He's real, yeah. real. Yeah. He's good at that, too. Like, when he gets angry, you can see spit Super flying intense. out of his mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he, 
He, yeah. I mean, he basically sort of invented the stereotype of like the angry black cop, like older cop yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's true, but it seems like this is sort of the start of that stereotype. Maybe it's, maybe it's older than that, but. Both movies, white and black Ira partners. That's true. That's true. We're all over the place. A uh, little nitpick. They probably just wouldn't let Riggs be a cop anymore. Yeah, you they seem would, a little erratic. Every Riggs. basically everyone that works there is like, "Hey, this guy's an absolute psycho and wants to kill himself." And everyone's just like, "Nah, I don't know. Let him do it." Yeah, <laughs> he's a great shot, though. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Little nitpick. Yeah. Uh, then they go to dinner at Murtaugh's house with his family, and Riggs meets his family. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little strange that his daughter is a crush on Agree. Didn't need that. That's a little weird. And it doesn't really pay off in any way. Anyway. And it really is never. Yeah, how old is she? 16? Yeah. Is it unrealistic, though? Uh, I guess you have, like, crushes on people. It doesn't, like. But it's just kind of weird. It's just a weird detail to include, I guess. It was just very random. It is random. And yeah, it never pays off. Like, there's never. Like, I don't know how it would. No, no. I don't know where it would. But I think she's older than that because doesn't she say that she drinks, that her dad lets her drink? So she's at least 21 or did it used used to be like 18? Did the drinking used to be 18 in the USA? Not that. Maybe like a long time ago. Yeah. Not in the 80s? Maybe. No. Whatever. Either way, she's 20s. So based on that. Yeah, that's true. Um, still weird. Still, yeah, He's it was an odd forty. Yeah, it was an odd detail to include. I thought as well. Could that? I don't know. I'm trying to like justify it. No, I don't. Because like she's in danger later. I don't know if that, but it, it wouldn't. I don't know. Well, it's kind of funny the way uh, Murtaugh reacts by it though too. Like he, mm-hmm. he can kind of tell, and it's just funny. It, like it's something that they, they screw around yeah. about a little more, I guess, during the movie. Yeah, they all can kind of tell. Like, she just kind of gives a few looks, and like her family is like teasing her about it. Mm -hmm. It's odd. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out like this case the whole time. I wish the very beginning they hadn't shown her jumping off. I wish we didn't know how she died. You know what I'm saying? I wish we could like uncover that information with the detectives rather than us already know basically what happened. I agree. I didn't. I didn't think the story arc of the case was great in general um, with the the Vietnam guy that he knew. Like, it was mm-hmm. his daughter, right? Yeah. It just seemed kind of messy and jumbled a bit. And then there's a guy above him, and then they have to go above him. Or they had the, the uh, uh, Busey's character. It just seemed a little bit messy. I, I didn't follow. A, I mean... I understood it, but I didn't think it was the smoothest to track as far as the story. It didn't really matter because those two guys are so great together and we're just kind of going through it with them. So it didn't really hurt the movie or the story that bad. But Well, it showed it the Coke great. too. Yeah. Which could have been, I mean, you could have been like, oh, okay, you know, like that was related. I mean, because that's the only thing that I could really think of too because it is not super relevant, I guess. Um, but... I didn't, yeah, it was all right. I didn't. I didn't love that. That how that played out. But I think sort of I towards the it. middle here, where they're trying to crack this case, it kind of hits a little bit of a lull for me before it really kicks into gear. 
the next fun scene is when they're at the gun range and mm-hmm. they're trying to crack the case and they eventually kind of do, I guess. It's a funny little scene. Yeah. Yeah, you really understand how much of like a weapons expert he really is. He impresses, what's this, the Murtaugh? Murtaugh is Glover's yeah, character's name. He impresses him with that. And yeah, they kind of, I guess they go over some of the details of the case and kind of try to crack that from there. Yeah, good scene. Thoughts on the gun range scene, Jacob? Um, yeah, I thought it was funny. And I, I always like Murtaugh when he like, pops his neck and like goes all the way around and took it really seriously. And like Riggs is just whistling while that the yeah. uh, paper's going away. And he's like, here we go. Like it's going to be yeah. fucking awesome. Just watch. Yeah, he was happy with, he was happy with his performance and then he gets outdone. He moves the target farther away. And- it's very funny how long it takes him to take the target <laughs> yeah. all the way to the back yeah, wall. Yeah. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, then, the, then we, do we go hostage? situation after that so next they go to see oh we, yeah originally we see the there's a hooker at the very beginning that apparently saw the girl jump out so murtaugh and riggs go to her house to question her and the house explodes. explodes and that's where everything kind of takes a turn and we realize that the villains we're looking for are not like some basic drug dealer types yeah. they're yeah special ops Weapons of mass destruction right. type of people. Yeah, because he finds some sort of explosive that was like military grade that he had, he had known from his time in the military. So, yeah, that's where I think he does some tests on it or like figures out and kind of tracks to where we find our our bad guy. So mm-hmm. we start tracking that. Uh, how sick is that explosion, Jacob? Very sick. It was big. Good. It was was good. And those little kids are funny. Those little kids yeah, added kids a lot. Were to really that, that was well. a really funny scene. Um, were they awfully close to it? It seemed like. I mean, sometimes movies really overdo that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't know if that was undersold. Um, never been near an exploding house. No, but it seemed like they were like inside the sidewalk, like in the yard. I don't know. It exploded and they kind of fell. But it's really corny when they when uh when movies like blow someone fifteen feet back from an explosion. I don't know. Nitpick, probably not important. So one thing that I noticed that's just like uh, when they're shooting this, the movie type of thing, is there's a plane that's flying over as soon mm-hmm. as it's... Yep. Did they plan that or is that just... I saw that too. Dumb luck that that plane was flying over exactly when that house blew up because good for them if it was. Yeah, that was cool. I noticed that too. That fucking rules. Um, yeah, those kids were really funny. Um, they were... There was one that said he saw who was... Mm-hmm around the area and trying to describe it to him. Explains Gary Busey, basically. Right. Tall, blonde, has the same tattoo as Riggs, so mm-hmm. you know that he's special forces. Yeah. Um, and then they go to the guy whose daughter got killed to get more information. Why, so why is he, like, spilling his guts about this I don't now? know. He just, he just sings immediately. Yeah. What was the deal with that? I don't You've seen this movie like a hundred times. Do you Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's because like in his mind he's got he's got nothing else to lose. Yeah, maybe he thought that but like what Murtaugh has changed help him? What's changed from the first time when he didn't reveal any of that and he talks to him till now? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I agree. That was odd. He just tells him the entire plan. Yeah. Immediately. And so my whole time is like they're not gonna let this guy just be alone and like Tell the story, but then Busey comes on the helicopter, yeah, kills which him. Which is sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. Such a good scene. Yeah. 
uh, I don't know where they're at. That's by the like ocean. Ranch, or his, is that not his ranch, but like his, yeah, is that his, his home, I guess? His house, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Beautiful home. Yeah. Extremely beautiful. A lot of right be- on the water. A lot of beautiful homes. Yeah. A lot of beautiful yeah, homes. really are. Yeah, that scene where he's hanging out of the helicopter is really cool. And then that's really when we kick it up. We kick it up a notch. Mm-hmm. Everything starts going nuts. It's kill everybody, murder time. Yeah, because a lot of the time, it. I don't know if this is common. It feels common. And they, like the loose cannons, like, I'll kill anybody. And then the older guy's like, no, we got to go by the book. We sh- uh, shoot him in the leg. He says it to the kid. No, I shoot him in the leg. And yeah. then we can. In that, it feels like now, especially when this is when he they take his daughter, right? Mm-hmm. It feels like he turns like, all right, we're killing everybody. First thing though is they are talking to that hooker, and he gets shot with the shotgun, goes through the oh, window, yeah, and the a, bad guys think that he's dead. Yeah, bulletproof vest, yeah, but he's not. He had the bulletproof vest on, showing that he's not as suicidal anymore. He didn't want to die, so he wore the bulletproof vest. Yeah, a little character development there. Yeah, it feels like, but now is when they're both kind of in the mode of. This is above like local police work mm-hmm. type of stuff. Yeah, and then they find out that his daughter, Murtaugh's daughter, was kidnapped. Uh, Jacob, is this the best movie? There's a lot of movies. I love this genre of movie where you fucked with my family, now I'm going to kill everybody type of movies. Is this the best one ever? It's got to be it's up there, right? Good. And real quick, before I want to talk, Wes, I have a question for you before I forget it. Okay. When they were in the desert, did you think that was the end of the movie? Um. Well, it's hard because I like no. Uh, you know, it's not just because like the runtime. You know. Yeah. But it felt like it had that sort of vibe. It did, like, right? Which final... is which is I think another great thing about this movie is like it mm-hmm. shows where another part where like this could be the end. This could be yeah. It, right it had here. big time like desert final showdown type of Correct. vibes. Yeah. I, yeah. I would agree. You're on the edge of your seat for the last forty minutes of yeah, this movie. Yes. And it doesn't feel like there's a an like a, a lull or even like a spike in yeah. the action or what's going on. It just feels like a continuous like 40 minutes or so. Yeah, 30, 40 minutes at the end of the movie. But to answer your question, Brody, I do think so. Because like it gets to a point where Riggs is like, I'm about to retire. I'm almost fucking done. Like, why are they giving me a partner right now? I'm about to head out of here. And then the craziness of Riggs on top of getting his daughter taken, he's like, he like just flips a switch. I'm trying to think and, of something. But it's like a realistic it. switch. Like some movies will do that and you're like, that's like, why did he just change, like change his mind? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the, the other dad you were talking about. But where like, you see this and you're like, I fucking get it. Like I totally yeah. understand why he just flipped his shit. My first thought was John Wick. Yeah. Not as, that's to kill his wife. Or no, his wife dies and they kill his dog. dog. His wife just yeah, his wife just died. It wasn't killed. I haven't I think, seen right? cancers. She died of cancer or something. Yeah, I think so. Uh, taken would be another mm. example of that. But it's not like it's not as violent. I feel like it's it's taken's like, pretty. It's hand to hand. You're saying taken isn't as violent? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Taken's Maybe it is. pretty violent. He well, there wasn't some of this. But I don't know that he flipped a switch. Because like he was well, doing I'm security saying, ahead of time. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying movies where you're fucking with your family and you go on a mm. rampage and kill a bunch of people. Well, yeah. Lion King, you know. Yeah. Damn. Remember really fucked them. Damn. Yeah. 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 You're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it's got to be up there for sure. Uh. So then we get to the desert scene. You talked right. about it a little bit. Uh. 
I think it just looked funny when he lets Mel out of the car and he goes running across the desert. He just looked funny running. That's, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, he does run really funny in the whole movie. Yeah. Like his whole body moves, but his head doesn't. Yeah, a whole lot of running at the end of the movie for Mel. Probably talk about that a little bit. Uh, um, yeah, it seemed I, like they didn't really have much of a plan. It seemed no. like, hey, you go stand really far away and you, you shoot them all. Michael. You shoot them all. Yeah. That's um, yeah, it was an odd. Yeah, they just like there's a lot of stuff that happens. A lot of people get shot. Um, the daughter takes off in the car at one point. There's a helicopter out there, but in the end, they all just get captured. Yeah, they all just get captured. It was an absolutely it's terrible, plan. awful plan. Yeah, I thought there would be more to that. I thought they would they would plan that out better. But you know, but it means it's a big scene. It's an really, yeah. it's an awesome it, scene. It also it, leads it leads to them getting kidnapped. It also leads to them getting kidnapped, which them getting out of there is sweet. Yeah. So I guess another part of the plan is that he has that grenade and he kind of holds them all hostage, like which which I guess is like I'll you kill know, us all. That's a good way to like. No one's going to shoot at me, so it gives him time to start picking people off, uh, I guess. And then it's a smoke grenade, we find out, yeah. and that gives him extra cover to shoot people. But, yeah, I mean, you'd have to kill all 20 of them to get away, basically. How? So the reason that he didn't just keep killing all of them, shooting them from afar, is one of the henchmen, like, stumble upon him. So my thought... How the fuck did he find it? I was thinking, so they do that circle around in the... Well, no. They do that circle around in the helicopter before they land. I thought they saw him then. But then they wouldn't go through with it if they knew he was back there. So I don't know how they found him. That's kind just of like another... Just like stumble, just like a movie. Just yeah. Happened to... Well, he does radio. He's like, hey, Riggs is alive. He's out there somewhere. And then maybe from there, off screen, they go find him. Lucky, lucky find, probably. Yeah. But- I guess you kind of know the angle where the bullets are coming from. You kind of know where to go. True. So the special yeah. ops from Busey comes in hand. Yeah, special yeah, ops. Like, hey, this is cops. I'll allow it. Yeah, whatever. Not, not a big deal. No. Uh, so then, ooh, cool scene. She, his daughter, who for a while just stands there and doesn't get in the fucking car. My thought was like, get in the goddamn it's car. Just like kind of flailing around, just screaming uh, as high pitch as possible. Yeah, she yeah. takes the limo and starts driving it. It's the so they she basically gets bumped by the helicopter. Yeah, which was awesome. So cool. Yeah, really slick helicopter stunt work. There. Yeah, I'm not sure how that stunt went down, but it did look good. Looked really cool. Looked very cool. I'm not sure if that would actually stop your car, or if she couldn't have just. Well, she gets a flat tire. Or, they shoot her yeah. tire out. Yeah. Oh, tire. Yeah. see, I didn't understand that. I thought it. Yeah. Their car got fucked up by getting bumped no, by the. That's cool. There you go. That's cool. There you go. Um, then they get captured. Mel Gibson is chained up, and he keeps getting electrocuted. Yeah, getting my favorite scene in the whole movie. Really? Yeah, I, like, it's so yeah, cool. I like. Yeah, it is really cool how he. I don't know if he breaks his neck, but he definitely chokes him unconscious with his legs. It's a little unsettling when he's getting shocked. I hate watching people get tortured in movies. Yeah. It makes my skin crawl. Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'll call it my favorite scene, but definitely up there is very cool. Them escaping just in general. How how re- realistic do we think that is that someone can do that with their legs? Choke someone out? Yeah. Really could happen. Just not very realistic that you can get a decent grip on a person and they would allow you. Well, to it's not realistic out. that you're yeah, chained I, up I and then do that. Yes, I understand that part. I, uh, 
Yeah. Hey, dude was wheezing. He got kicked in. He got kicked in the face. I'd be wobbling around a little bit too, and that's when he got. He got kicked right in the mouth. He's a little unconscious. Um, Did you notice that that guy was also in Die Hard? Is he the same Asian henchman in Die Hard? No. Yeah. It's the same. exact same guy? Yes. Wow. Where is he in Die Hard? He's one of the henchmen for really? Hans Gruber. He's the guy that steals the candy bar, and he get, he's the one that gets shot on the roof. And Yeah, and he's whenever they're trying to break in the first time, the SWAT guys, he's one of the guys down there shooting at them. You hate when someone gets typecast like that. It's just a shame. <laughs> it's a shame that his career, he's just – Typecast is the Asian henchman. It's yeah. Tough. <laughs> he gets a little more characterization in this one. I think he actually gets a name. I don't remember what his name was, but yeah. they say his name is something. Yeah. He says a uh, sweet line. He says, this guy's this guy's forgotten more about dishing oh, out yeah. pain the than you or I will ever know. Yep, yep. that's a good line. Hell of a line. <laughs> good line. So many good one-liners. Oh, yeah. I should have wrote them all down. Basically, everything they say is a True. one-liner. But which is the other movie, there's the one-liner. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, there's it's the really, one. There's apparently a couple. it's really tough. It is really tough. I don't know how. That's I'm why we match them up. Yeah, you know? I mean it's they're the same sort of vibe. They're the same like barely Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Could have been the one two seeds. Yeah, I mean, they really could. like if we're talking just like quality sheer of movie? quality oh, of movie. Yeah. They're probably the, they're they're certainly higher than eight and nine for oh, sure. Yeah. The lack of Christmassiness contributes to bumps, the seed. bumps them down a little sure. bit. Uh. Yeah, I wrote down, uh, so can you actually co- choke someone down with your feet? But then I said, who cares? That fucking rocks. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so then he goes and saves the... Saves Murtaugh, who's also getting daughter. tortured. They get out of there, but the bad guys get away. Uh, they follow him. They or I guess they're in the back of their bar they're using as a front. That's where they take him guess, to. Yeah, It's like a bar, club, uh, music place. Uh, they break through there. They go in there and they start killing more people in there. Oh yeah, um, didn't hear those gunshots. People in the club. Yeah, probably would have. They sorry took them like I've shot four people. No one, no one cares though. Yeah, took loud like music the maybe four or five, fourth or fifth shot before anyone knows. Hey, weird. some loud music at clubs. You know, it's true. People do be do be raging. They're vibing, dude. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically, there he's Murtaugh. Murtaugh. Murtaugh's worried that. Correctly worried that they know where he lives and he's just going to go and find the rest of his family, right? Uh, one thing I had that takes off their to. top secret hideout is right on like the Walk of Fame in Hollywood. <laughs> Seems like a bad location. Hey. Seems like it'd be pretty easy to find them. Psych. Hide in plain sight. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. You got a good point there. You think that I think that you think that I won't yeah. have my hideout right under your nose. Mm hmm. Uh, so they both split off. Mel Gibson takes after Gary Busey, who's in the car, and then Murtaugh takes after the other guy, right? Note uh, that Riggs is running. Riggs oh, yeah, is, he does take off run. Oh, yeah, he goes sprinting. Gary Busey yells something. Take, go to the freeway. That's where they're going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he shoots Busey's car. Busey gets another car, gets away. The main bad guy, when he steals that guy's car on the freeway, excellent. Like, gosh, he took my car. <laughs> hey, he's getting away. Yeah. Great line. Excellent, excellent work from that extra. Um, yeah, and then the other guy, he he gets like swipe, side, side swipe by like a bus or a truck. Yeah, he or gets T boned. Gets T boned, flips over, his car lights on fire. He's got 
like a hundred grenades in his car for some reason. <laughs> he's just got like yeah. an entire box. Well, of he's alive. He's reason. still alive at that moment too. Yeah. Grenades. And then the grenades blow up and he dies. Bad. Uh, that character kind of sucks. That's one of the bad parts. If I'm going to nitpick something, Which one? the main head bad guy is just kind of kind of nothing. Didn't need to be. I th- I thought that really made things messy. Like I said, with the the villain and like the story of the case, I thought that was. I agree. Like one of the worst parts of the movie. Just didn't care about that guy very much. No, don't really care about that guy very much. I but we could have used double the Busey and none of him. Yep, would have worked a lot better. Totally agree. Uh, doesn't. Uh, Mel Gibson gets like run over by a taxi at some point. He's hit by a taxi. Doesn't that? Yeah, right? he gets like rolled up on the hood. Yeah, yeah he, he rolls up and rolls back down. Yeah, no, I think, dude, strictly on foot. The guy is Olympic Usain level sprinter. This entire fucking okay. this entire bit. Okay, and hair just um, flowing. His oh, hair yeah. on. <sighs> Looks so badass. Yeah, fluttering, quaffed. Uh, he does use a car to ram it through Murtaugh's living room. Yeah, so then they realize he's. They assume that Gary Busey is going to Murtaugh's house. Mm-hmm. He is nailed it. <laughs> they were right, but they the family is too smart. They were not there. Which why would they be like? Yeah, they know that they know they live there. Why would I still stay here? That's yeah. kind of stupid on Gary Busey's part. Yeah, lay low for a while. Uh, he busts. What what happens that he he hits a uh, a. Uh, Fire hydrant? Yeah, yeah. How, did, how does that happen? Why did yeah, look, fire hydrant? Uh, one of them comes in and hits the fire hydrant. And then, was it a cop, though? Did a cop do it? Oh, yeah, there's a cop there, and he shoots. Oh, yeah, he says. There's so. cops watching the house, and he rolls up. Can I help you? Yeah, and he domes them both. Domes them both, and the car yeah. like the goes car. out of park into yeah. the fire hydrant. There you go. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Which made uh, for the final scene even better. Oh, great yeah. excuse to, it doesn't rain in Los Angeles, but we're going to get great a rainy fight get, scene at the yeah. very end. Uh, Let's. Do you want to just go straight to that right now? Well, the best part is the fucking the car driving through the. It's the best reveal. The car driving through the living room, fucking awesome. Yeah, so good. Pretty good. I think the. Were you? What were you expecting whenever you were watching that? First time, first watch. What were you expecting to happen when Gary Busey's in the house? I'm not sure. I I was pretty sure that the family wouldn't be around. I thought we would get probably. Murtaugh showing up maybe and having like this like this dialogue with him. I don't know. I, I wasn't really sure. I think the first time I saw it, I was sort of more anticipating like they're all they're both sneaking around the house, sort of playing cat and mouse with each yeah. other. Nope. Fucking cop car straight through the goddamn. And then he and then he isn't like comes through the back door and he just like pops through the hole he <laughs> yeah. just made with the car. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> yeah. And and gets him. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect. Maybe like the classic like you know, Murtaugh having a talk or their dialogue together and then like Briggs saves him or so. I don't know what, what I was expecting. A hundred percent wasn't expecting. I've never, ever seen this in another movie where the villain, the perpetrator, the, the guy that everyone's trying to catch and arrest is allowed to just fight. Yeah. That's so stupid. He's allowed rocks. to just fight one of the officers as the rest of the officers just watch like they have it out, and then like, win or lose, I guess we'll just arrest you after. But they just let him fight. Yeah, they just have a, a wet t shirt mud wrestling and UFC the, fight in the yard. And yeah, it was like they just circled around him. Yeah, like it was a <laughs> high school fight, and let him fight. 
And whatever happened, he was just going to get arrested anyways. But they just let him go at it. Jacob, what are your thoughts on the final tussle? Uh, yeah, I want to know if it's one of those things where, like, they know Riggs is fucking crazy. So they just let him do it. You know what I mean? Like, he just wants it. And he's like, so, oh, he wants it. Like, well, he, like, Murtaugh, a, I think, yeah. has, like, he has control or he's the highest in command. And he's like, yeah. hey, let him go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let him fight. One thing I'll say the way it's shot, it's all like close and shaky. Yeah. And you can't ever really tell what's going on in the actual fight, which tells me one of those two can't actually fight or couldn't learn oh, any choreography. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Would have liked some stunt doubles, maybe doing some. Well, even the, the helicopter view, like with the, with the lights on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I, all like very hard to see what the fuck's going on it's at a, any point. It's a sweet scene, though. Like overall, just like. I think they did that yeah. scene very well. Yeah, I, I like the idea of it. I wish the fighting was a little bit yeah, better. A little better. The fighting left something to be desired. But again, I just the, never seen anything like that. It's so it's so bizarre. Both these movies have very bizarre final yeah. endings. Yep. Yeah. Very bizarre endings. Very strange. I don't know which I probably prefer this one to Die Hard's ending, I think. I don't know. I would agree. Uh Dyer's ending is fairly, I wouldn't call it bizarre. I feel like it's fairly typical of like, we can get in, we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get into it later. Uh, You watch a lot of UFC, grades on Riggs' jiu-jitsu. Decent. He's doing some arm bars, doing some nice transitions. We talked when he got got out the triangle choke from hanging with the pretty good triangle choke. Yeah. Yeah. Choked him right out. He did try to arm bar. He got rolled over though. they, They rolled and he got on top of him. So unsuccessful, but. You imagine that's how the movie ends. He just breaks his arm in an arm bar. Yeah, I was thinking he was going to. I thought I thought there was a chance at that point when they were fighting like high schoolers in the backyard. I had no clue. Yeah, anything could have happened. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, do we have anything more on this movie? I think the ending's cool, where they they invite him over for Christmas dinner, and he brings his yeah. dog. Mm-hmm. That, that part's really cool to me. He, he gives him the the bullet. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Because he said he had one bullet saved for himself that he's gonna kill himself with. Murtaugh's uh, wife just kind of gets done dirty with their cooking. Fucking sucks. Oh yeah, movie. it's just a running joke that her cooking yeah. is absolutely terrible. It's a tough bit. That's tough. <laughs> it's kind of rough. She doesn't really deserve that, I don't think. Yeah, uh, food must be pretty bad though. So, what would you give this movie out of ten? I was just. Uh, out of 10? Or out of 100, I guess. Uh, I was just thinking about that. I think I would give it like an 82 or 3. So I gave it... 82? I think I gave it an 86. So we're pretty in line. I was going 87. There. Okay. Uh, I might be, Hold on. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. <clears throat> let me look. Let me look. Let me look. 87 for me as well on Lethal Weapon. 82, 87. I'm 82. Okay. Enjoyed it a lot. Great movie. Let's get into another great movie. Die Hard. Let's do Die Hard. Let's do it. Released July 22nd, 1988. $240.2 million at the box office. Almost twice what Lethal Weapon did, which is surprising. Uh, NYPD cop John McClane's plan to reconcile with his estranged wife is thrown for a serious loop. When, minutes after he arrives at her office, the entire building is overtaken by a group of terrorists with help from the LAPD, wisecracking McLean sets out to single-handedly rescue the hostages and bring the bad guys down. 
directed by John McTiernan, who directed the Die Hard movies, Predator and Hunt for Red October, to name a few. Uh, two main stars, Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman. The Metacritic score on this is a 72. Rotten Tomatoes, 94%. Roger Ebert only gave this movie two out of four stars whenever he reviewed it. Oh, fuck you, Roger. Yeah, Raj, he missed a few. Thoughts on Die Hard as a whole, Jacob? Do you love this movie? Do you like this movie? Great movie. Yeah, another great movie. Um, this was obviously before Professor Snape and Abbas Dumbledore were really good friends. He was on the dark side here still. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, this movie too has a lot of action throughout. And I think this movie, we'll get to it in a little while, has another spot where it's like, damn, this is the ending. Like, And then all of a sudden Absolutely. it just keeps going. And you're like, wow, okay. Um, which is super, like, it just kept you pulled in the entire time. Um, I think the, I think Bruce Willis is awesome because he kind of has that crazy to him a little bit. Um, but I, th- I think it's overall all, another awesome movie. What are your thoughts on Die Hard West? What's your relationship with this movie? What are your feelings about it? Bruce Willis is cool as hell. He is so goddamn cool in this movie. He's the perfect 80s, what, late 80s, 90s. Yeah. Perfect 80s cop. Mm-hmm. So fucking cool. He's wearing... A wife beater the whole time looks cool as hell, smoking cigs. Eventually, the shirt pops off. Of course, it does. Yeah, drenched in his own blood. He just gets le- less and less clothes <laughs> throughout really the movie. Does. He gets more and more naked, more and more bloody. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's awesome. The the Any flight you, flight attendant yeah. was checking him out whenever they gets off the plane. Yeah, smoking a uh, cig as soon as he gets out off the plane, like yeah. in the airport. Yeah. Uh, have any of you tried the thing that the guy he's flying with says? Crunch what your. Is it? That's you, for for uh, or like jet lag, jet I guess. Lag? You ball your toes up, yeah, on carpet on, on the carpet and walk around. I've never tried that. Uh, no. Don't know if it works. Bruce Willis said, "God damn it, it works." <laughs> God damn it, son of a bitch, he said. So I have to try that next time I'm on a long flight somewhere. Yeah, pop into the hotel room, make fists with my feet. So the only Christmas thing about this is that they're at a Christmas party. Yeah, for his wife's work. Yeah, and yeah, I mean he's home for the holidays, see his kids. There's the family. The, the the thing that sort of ties it together is the family aspect of this. I guess something to do with Christmas, whatever. Sure, yeah. Fuck it. Uh, whenever he gets off the plane at the beginning of the movie, he's like very horny and he's like ogling all these women. But like the whole point is that he loves his wife so much and wants her back. <laughs> it's like maybe you're just kind of a piece of shit, John. <laughs> True. There's like three times he's like, California. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. It's like, well, John, maybe we know why you're uh, married. John, your wife. You're here, you're here for your wife, John. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why she's got her maiden name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he gets there. He, um, no, we cut to the Christmas party. She gets hit on by the douchey, yuppie. I believe his name is Sales Bro Guy. Ellis. Ellis. Uh, thoughts on Ellis? You big Ellis fan, Jacob? Hilarious. <laughs> Love the guy. Especially yeah. later. Especially Hans. later. Booby. It's uh, like, dude, yeah. what are you doing? He's so <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah, that's great. Uh, all the characters are by his boss. in the best ways. Yeah. Great stuff. Then we meet another stereotypical character. We meet Argyle, the limo driver. Mm-hmm. Uh Basically, he's just there to give us some exposition. Basically, he just asks John all the questions about his life that we want to know. That we want to <laughs> yeah. know. Basically, it's just like just there. They wrote him in so that we have a semi-creative way to 
ask all these questions to figure out John's backstory and a quick limo ride to yep. the to the party. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Exposition character find out he's estranged, not divorced, living on opposite sides of the country. He's an NYPD cop. She moved to LA for a career. She's got the kids. Yada yada yada. Uh, they meet at the party. She didn't know that he was going to be there. He, she's surprised. They kind of start talking. Well, she kind of expected asked. it a little bit, didn't she? I think she thought there was a chance. I think there was like a, hey, I may come, I may not oh, sort of situation. Like, yeah. He was invited, but not for sure. Yeah. At one point, she says, um, like, I hope he made his flight or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, right, right. right. Yep. You're right. Yeah, because she also calls him to the maid and is like, hey, have you heard from Mr. McLean? Da, 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 da. True. She says True. no. Well, he does show up. He does show up. Uh, another thing with Argyle, why why would he wait for him? What is the point? It, like, no limo driver is going to do that. All night. He waits all Wait night. for him all night. All night. All night. He sits hey. in that parking lot. Even after he knows there's terrorists in there, he sits in that parking lot. He'll be out He's got a full bar in there. He's got tunes. It's true. He is. Yeah. He is jamming. He's out. on his car phone. Yeah. yeah. Calling all his car ladies. Phone. Yeah. Oh. Calling all his ladies. Um, I love the reveal whenever he's like logging into their system to look up his wife and he finds out that she changed her name. That's mm. such a good way to do that. Hits you right in the heart. Yeah. Breaks your heart a little bit. Yeah. She's using her other name. Uh, and he's looking her up in the database to see what floor she's on. That was good. Good bit. Good bit. Um, Let's meet some German thugs. Uh, another thing, this Christmas party, uh, assuming this is in December, around Christmas, it gets dark around 3.30. It's like sunset. All these people are fucking hammered at like... 3.30 in the afternoon. There's people like fucking in like the offices oh, yeah, and uh, half the people are tipsy. Yeah, it is They're ca- pretty aggressive. California, yeah, it'd be like, yeah, yeah. December gets colder and it gets dark around yeah. 4 o'clock. It's not dark yet. Hey. So, When in Rome, come Happy to Christmas, Christmas party. Yeah. People be Christmas drinking. Eve, only worked half a day. Oh, yeah. You're probably right. Still. Still. That's Great aggressive. point. In the office. Hey, let's not act like we haven't been there, boys. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it happens to the best of us. Um... And then one of this might be my favorite scene in the movie when the bad guys come in, they roll up and how like surgical, mechanical and like precise they are. They all know where to go. They're all moving all over the place. We get like a good geography of the entire building through this scene too. like they lay out where everyone's at, what everyone's doing. So good. Who's the guy? Who's the uh, the one that ends up? Trying to crack the code the whole time. The coder guy. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he ever got his name, but he's he's like a he's like something you don't see a lot. Is like a real charismatic, like upbeat. Yeah. Like, juxtaposed with all these like thugs around him that are real hard ass is funny. But he's even like more. Oh, he's like sick so and twisted. In, you know yeah. what I mean? He's like making a joke out of killing all these people, basically. He always uh, reminds me of the reading rainbow guy. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I can see that. Uh, he always makes sports references to when a bunch of people die. He does. Yeah, Theo. Makes a little, little Theo. Theo. Makes, makes a little 80s Lakers reference. James Worthy shoots the security guard in the head. They take over. Very funny in the 80s that they're just like, hey, just plug this computer in and just start typing just, a bunch of shit on your keyboard and you'll you'll figure it all we out. We crack the code. We crack the code. I'm just ba da ba da ba da ba da I'm in. Kind of stupid. Kind of yeah. funny. Yeah. Whatever doesn't really matter. 
Uh, yeah, like I said, I love how tight the plan is. One thing about these both these movies, the villains are very smart. One bad thing about some action movies is how stupid the villains are and how like easily tricked, easily tricked, right. incompetent, not necessarily good shots. They seem to be bad at fighting somehow. Not in this movie. Um, and we get introduced to Alan Rickman, Hans Gruber, the evil villain. What are your what what have been your thoughts over your over your lifetime of Hans Gruber, Jacob? Can you remember the first your first impressions of Hans Gruber? Um, yeah. So oddly enough, I actually saw the third one before I saw the first one. Obviously, so um, wouldn't you? Which it was one of those. My dad was watching it, um, so I knew his brother before I knew him. But anyway, <laughs> uh, he just like he is. He's so precise with every fucking detail. Like, yeah. and it gets to the very end, like the seventh, uh, seventh code they got to break or whatever. Like, he's even gone as far as to have that planned out. Yeah, which he has is, a plan. He has a counter for every single thing, except for one guy who throws a wrench in his whole plans. John McClane. So whenever they get, you know, they get stood up. John dips out, sneaks away, hides. Uh, I like that he doesn't have shoes on. That's funny. Love that he doesn't. Love that he doesn't have shoes on. It really adds an interesting twist, like a problem that you just would never think of or wouldn't make a lot of sense. There's so many great tiny little details that are so creative and so fun. Yeah, him. Man, this fucking. I mean, he was fighting those bad guys with cold toes the whole time. It's true. Didn't have a sock. Sock a one. In the winter, he kills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in December in Los Angeles, True. nonetheless. Yeah, <laughs> I thought the yeah, just all of like the elevator shaft, like air conditioning duct, like yeah. all the like back alley of this building, like the the fire escape, everything where he's operating. All those scenes are so cool. Yeah, he approaches all this very realistically, but it doesn't make it less fun and less badass. Yeah, it's so so cool. like if you don't care, in another first, in a John. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Nope, you. I was just going to talk about how, like, the first action scene, he, like, at first up, like, when you're watching it, you're like, why the why the fuck did he not jump in there and do something? But then immediately after that, he's like, gosh damn it, you, sh- you could have fucking saved him. Well, you'd be fucking dead too there, John. Like, he's, mm-hmm. like, talking to himself. And it, like, talking to himself, yeah. Because a lot of times they don't. And you're just watching it, and you're like, why the fuck did he not do that? And then the fact that he recalls. Yeah. Like what? The hell, like why the hell didn't you do it? You know, is is pretty cool. Yeah, you're referring to it. so they kill like the head of the company, the CEO, Hans Gruber kills him, and he sees him do it. Um, John sees him do it, which really heightens the entire affair. I would say, yeah. Um, for the first, he, he realizes it's not like some local crook trying to take. Mm-hmm. He, I think he might have said it somewhere trying to take purses or somebody did. It's like a a bigger deal than that. So he kind of runs off and. I yeah, in like a worse, shittier movie, he would like stand up, say some one-liner, and they would have some shootout, and he would probably kill three of them, and Hans Gruber would get away, and he would chase him. But not this movie. He does what a real person would do. Speaking of shootouts, it has to be mentioned, just like every movie with shootouts and automatic weapons, you're going to hit something more often than they do, right? Just like the movie trope of like, oh, I just barely missed him with that entire round of fully automatic 
weapon that I just fired. Yeah, the fact John McClane never gets shot in this movie, a little unrealistic, but... Doesn't he get shot toward the end? Uh, Before he chokes that guy out and he's running out of the room, doesn't he get shot like in the back shoulder? Yeah, I think you might be right. So one bullet, one bullet. Yeah, but like the classic, like I'm just spraying a fully automatic weapon and never hits anything. Uh, Pretty unrealistic. The first guy that he kills, it, it he wrestles with him for a while and takes him down the stairs. They got to do a better job of showing that he broke his neck doing that. It looks very much like he just like, laid rolled over, down the rolled stairs. over, and died. And he's just yeah, at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, the first time I watched, I didn't realize he was even dead. Whenever that happened, I was shocked. I thought he just choked him out or knocked him out. Not the best scene in the movie. What is a great scene is that he puts a Santa costume on him. Writes, he "I've got a machine gun now." Presence. Ho ho ho! Sends him down the elevator. And he craftily stands on top of the elevator so he can see them, takes notes. And the other thing is awesome. taking notes on his awesome. arm, writing how many of them there are, writing down their names. Hans. Yeah, right. Oh, so good. So, so, so awesome. good. Tiny, tiny detail of this movie, for sure. Um, anything else? I brought down the scenes in the elevator shaft when he does that, and he's like, spying on very cool. Um, doing all this with no shoes, also interesting. Um, and then he goes to the roof next, right? Isn't the roof next? Yeah. Yeah. Because he gets the guy's walkie-talkie, and he tries to send out a distress call, basically. We talk about the lack of urgency in Home Alone for the people when they call. This woman that he's talking to, he's like, we've got people with fully automatic weapons in this building. They've taken hostages. We need help. Really, really bad people. Someone send help. She's like, oh, sir, this line is for this only. We're going to have to... You called 911. What? Well, this is all after already he's tripped the fire alarm to get the fire department there. Right. And they have a workaround. They call. They know all the codes. They, they know the name of the security. So they tell him a false alarm. They turn around. He does this. And the cop lady says, oh, this is from the same place that the fire signal was from. That was me too, dummy. Uh, so they do send a, an officer. They, they send but a character. Before that. Uh, he gets 80 Twinkies, one, and two, they're doing the shootout while he can see the building. Yeah. Like, you know he from there, like anybody who's heard a gun, you can definitely hear a gun, let alone machine guns from that close. He's <laughs> just like, looks good. Looks good. I'll drive yeah. off. Ship shape. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what a waste of time this is. Uh, so the cop who is the dad in Family Matters, right? Yes. Um I don't remember the actor's name. Also a cop in that show, too. Yeah, he's a cop in that show. Typecast. We were talking about typecast earlier. Uh, yeah, he does a little once over. He's just your normal average cop, and he says, whatever, fuck it. And why do they shoot at him on his way out? I don't remember why that is. Or no. No. To get his attention, Bruce Willis sees him running away, and he throws the dead bad guy on top of his car. Yes. Awesome. Pretty cool. I thought he was just going to throw the chair. Nope. Threw, threw the dead body threw on the there. Body. Really uh, good. Drive the point home. He gets shot at. He crashes his car, but he lives. And then we get the full cavalcade of cops that arrive shortly after. Yeah. And once he puts out this signal from the roof, and he's also talking to... No, it's not Roy, because that's what he said his name. Oh, Al. Isn't his name Al, the cop? Mm, yeah. yeah. Once he so. starts communicating with Al... What makes this entire movie 
the entire movie is how it's all kind of set through these radios. They're all talking to other people, but they know that the bad guys can hear them. They're talking directly to Hans. It's the entire movie. The communication is set through these radios and it is awesome. Yeah. The fact that he and Hans Gruber have a line of communication the whole time and they're talking and they've never seen each other adds such a nice element, such a one V one who's going to, who's going to win the fight sort of, which comes up later. Yeah. They haven't seen each other yet. And I don't, I don't think we know if John knows this or not, but uh, him communicating with the police, he I don't know if he knows that Hans can hear that too. So it's kind of like a weird triangle of communication between all of them, and it really pushes the movie along nicely. Excellent. Hey, you go to Station 7. The bad guys are on Station 8. Let's go to Station 7. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. The bad guys won't switch too. I wondered how that... Like oh, just all we're all just we're on two. Cool, what yeah. A coincidence, yeah, yeah. Um, then though, we get some of the worst, more shitty parts of this movie. We get the head police chief oh. who fucking sucks, and he doesn't need to be in the movie. And basically, his entire role is like, I'm just going to be the nag. dumbest person ever. I'm going to say no to anything. You, If you told me the sky was blue, I would tell you it was fucking green. His entire job is just to nag the cop that's working with. Like, we could have we could have done this more creatively other than the cops. Just, I'm a total fucking idiot. Uh, I could have done without him in the movie at all. One of the worst parts of the movie. Yeah, I, I don't understand. To, yeah, the thought of... You have some, I guess his excuse is, well, we don't know that he's on our side, but the thought of that you have someone in there that could assist you and provide any sort of help to your cause to getting these people out and just to totally disregard them, it makes zero sense. It's so dumb. Yeah. And what's the point of it? I don't understand. No, it's stupid. Also, the what the, that does for like the, the TV reporter is completely unnecessary too. Yeah. What is the point of that? There's no. They go, to, they go to they go to their home to their kids. Yeah, too. and they Very cut to like the station for a scene. Like I could not give. Well, that's how they find out. That. Isn't that how they find out who McLean is? Yeah, that that's is how, true. Like, Isn't how like uh, Han yeah. finds out. That's how he finds out. Well, that's how Hans finds out too because he sees it on the TV. Yep. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, yeah, that's how they know to grab um, his wife. Yeah, they. They could have done that without me even knowing who the cop was yeah. or who the reporter was. I think. Uh, didn't need that. The other guy's a real dipshit. Yeah. And then, and then almost as bad. How about the FBI guys that come in? Yeah. Like the real hardo, like yeah. <laughs> the, the dipshit LAPD's like, this is my crime scene. And uh, I had never seen the movie before, but I said out loud, not anymore. It's not exactly the line that that FBI guy says. Mm-hmm. It's so, ugh. Mm-hmm. And like a dumb thing they have is they both have the same last name. Yeah, they they <laughs> thought they thought yeah they're Johnson and Johnson. And there's one point they make a couple jokes about it. He's like uh, he's oh. on the phone. He's like this is Johnson. He's like no the other one. Yeah, it's like I don't know yeah. whatever. whatever. Yeah, whatever. Maybe whatever it's a little nitpicky, but yeah, probably probably some of the worst could, parts of the movie. Yeah, I could don't do, do anymore. Go back to the other stuff. All those people that are outside the building, other than the one cop, and even him, it's a little whatever. I could do without basically any of them. You just never yeah. showed anything out there. Yeah. Or uh, 
if he's watching them and maybe not talking to them at all and he's wondering what they're doing, but he has no way to tell, yeah. I think that would be a little better maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah. at this point, Hans – at this point, Hans is pretty pissed, and he's in full. We got to get this guy. We got to kill this guy mode. They go after him. Hans goes up on the roof to set a bomb because his plan is to blow up this whole building so it looks like they're not alive yeah, fake so that they can get away with this crime they're going to do. Uh, he runs into John, and one of another, one of the best scenes in the movie. The best scene in the Maybe movie. the best scene. The, in the best movie. scene in the movie. It is awesome hans and you can like his acting he does such a good job because you can see in the way he acts that he it clicks in his head like i'm gonna act like i'm a civilian i'm gonna act like i'm not who i am puts on an american accent acts like a civilian and john's like hey here's my gun i'll get you out of here yada 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 awesome scene and they bond almost too Mm -hmm. share a cigarette Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. uh he walks in front of him. He hears the gun clock. He hears him start talking in German, and he knows this is the stupid thing to me. There's no bullets in the gun. That's that's why he doesn't shoot him. Why did he even give him the gun if there were well, no because bullets? Because he knew. There was like a part of him that like... John knew the whole time, yeah. you think? Yeah. Oh. I think so. Okay. I, think, I think... But he, yeah, had, he, he had to smoke out the rat. He okay. had to get him to turn on him. Gotcha. To figure out who it was. Okay, sure. I'll buy that. That makes sense. Because now he tries to kill him, but... Now I know. When he yeah, says that, he goes, he goes, you think I put bullets in that? You think I'm fucking stupid? Yeah. That's what that's he says true, like, when he tries to shoot. Uh, him out. Then he's on the run. Um, the bad guys come after him. He's in like a glass uh, office. And very smartly, Hans is like, shoot the glass. It works. He steps on, oh, steps on glass. I've seen glass before. It hurts. It ruined my eight or nine year old Halloween. Yeah, ever stepped on glass before, Jacob? Had to go. Uh, had to go get it removed. Not, not, not a big enough piece to make it. I, work. I couldn't walk around and uh, and go trick or treating. So mm-hmm. I sympathize with John. Yeah, yeah. but Bad it's also good too. Because a lot of times in movies like that, they won't tell you. Like they'll shoot the glass, and it'll just happen to be like, oh, it fucking hurts. The fact yeah. that. Hans was like, yeah. shoot the glass. Yeah, it was like another part where you're like, damn, this guy's fucking. The villains good. are so smart, which is so good. Yeah. Uh, then we get a bunch of bullshit talking. The cops are talking to the other cops, and we get a bunch of fucking nonsense. Nobody fucking cares. Uh, basically, do you want or we anything else before we cut to basically the final confrontation? I, anything else you want to hit on? I didn't like how he jumped in the elevator shaft and missed the first one, oh, but yeah. happened to that catch was the second one. Unrealistic. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty silly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. if he'd hit the first one, I'd be like, "Damn, okay, that's pretty." Like, that's why, like because he slipped first. Um, yeah, was the gun was given out, and then he grabbed it. I'd be like, "Okay, like that's cool." But the fact that he missed the first one and caught um, the second, one, I was like, "All right, yeah, we can mostly skip over this." But when the Ellis, the guy, comes in and tries to, yeah, he gets killed, gets himself killed. He tries stupid. to like. The hotshot negotiator. That was funny. Yeah, pretty funny. His character is funny. Uh, Other than that, he saves all the people from the top of the roof. Any any thoughts on that? Um, it was okay. Um, I think I'd rather get shot than take the chance of that fire hose. Yeah, through a window. <laughs> Shoot me. Yeah, that was ballsy. True. Yeah, uh, took a leap of faith. It worked out. Shocker he worked. almost fell the second time. 
after to, uh, his to his death, he snuck out of it by the skin of his yeah. teeth. Uh, and then we finally get the the, the it basically the, comes the, to the head to head climax when he gets his wife. Yep, mm-hmm. right. She finds that, or he finds out that she's his wife. He kind of takes her captive. He walks up on her. He's got the gun and points it at him. Puts his hand on his head. We so find good. out he's got the gun taped to his fucking back. It's a pretty good tape. It's a pretty good tape. Yeah, he's not even the tape. Can you, if you look, how did he take lower that? Can you reach that? I tried how did he to take that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like going like this, and for as quick as he was just like, yeah. Especially, no, you can't. None of it is on his like the front of his shoulders or yeah. his chest. Yeah. yeah. One, how did he get it taped there? And two, yeah. how did he get it? How did he get it out of his back? That's true. Yeah. a realistic version of this. He's like fucking yanking at it, fucking <laughs> doing this, and they just blow him full of holes. Yeah. He's fucking. <laughs> oh, God damn it! Fucking shit! God, cocksucker. Uh, uh. But anyway, it's cool. It's an action movie. Yeah. Hans um, gets thrown out a window. Yeah. How does he get thrown out the window? Uh, he gets shot. Um, so he gets and, shot. Just and, he's, yeah, and he just, holds on to his wife. Holds on to his wife. Uh, I'm going to take her with him. She got the watch mm-hmm. for the gift at the beginning. And he unlatches Unlatches it. the yeah. watch. Falls to his mm-hmm. death. Very cool stunt. The guy falls like a thousand feet. Whoever the stunt guy is. Very cool. Most times you just do like some shitty special effects for that. It looked awesome. I wonder if it was a real body. I think it was a real guy because you could see his arms moving, I think. Yeah. It was just true. a guy jumping on a, I don't know, like a thing from the lethal weapon, like a big pad down there, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a hell yeah. of a fall. It looked good. I'm almost positive it's a real person. Um, yeah. And then they kind of meet up at the end. They're in love. They go down to the where all the cops are at. And. The super boss henchman German guy somehow is still alive and he comes down That's there. Stupid. Yes, very only, fucking dumb. It's just a, a vehicle to get this little redemption for the other cop. And the cop so shoots stupid. him. It's completely pointless. Yeah. It's really dumb. So dumb. Like the it's dude was like hanging it. there when the people came down from the roof still. Yeah. He's yeah. still hanging there. And yeah. yet he's like, oh, I'm awake now. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With and, and has his hand at a weapon. Yeah. Yeah, why did he have a gun? Where did he get the gun? It wasn't, it wasn't the police officer's gun. It was like one of the big assault rifles they had. So what are you doing, man? Doesn't make any fucking sense. Really stupid. Uh, I get some sentimental bullshit at the end. The cop and Bruce Willis are like, hey, yeah, we're cops. That's pretty cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the end of the movie. Okay. What you, Jacob, what, is your rank, what do you rank this movie? Out of 100. Uh, another, like I said, another one that I really, really like. Um, I'm going to go a 78. Ooh, 78 um, because of the few things like the, the tape on there. I'm like, that's not, you can't fucking do that unless you're Simone Biles <laughs> and like just super like a gymnast and like the elevator shaft part. Um, and there is a little bit of dull time where it's like lethal weapon, not comparing the two, but just for the, the sake of communication here. Like was that's what we're here for going like crazy, you know, the whole time. And so I'm going to give it a 78. 86 out of hundred for me. It's very close to lethal weapon. I think, I think the heights, the really, really good parts of this, I like more than the really good parts of lethal weapon, but I think there's definitely more bad stuff in this than there is in lethal weapon. Mm-hmm. I think. 
I very close. I neck like and neck. I like this one more. I give this one a eighty a eighty seven. Okay. So it's kind of flipped for okay. Um, a few things on the last episode that we did that we talked about. I mean, even though these are one out of ten for Christmassy, and that's the kind of bracket we're doing. I think the rewatchability of both of them are like 10 out of 10. Through the roof. Yeah. 10 out of can't 10. Can't be higher. Uh, well, how about this? Which one is more Christmassy, if we can even decide that? If you had to pick one of the two, since we are doing this as a matchup, I would probably say Lethal Weapon is a little more Christmassy. They have the family dinner at the end. There's a lot of Christmas tree stuff. There's a Christmas tree farm. It starts off with it Jingle Bells. With, it opens with a Christmas song. Thoughts? I think I would give Christmasiness the edge to lethal weapon. Thoughts, Jacob? Uh, I might give it to Die Hard only because it's Christmas Eve the whole time. Okay, it is, it like is, yeah, when Christmas they were party. taken, it was Christmas Eve, and um, he brings his kids a teddy bear for Christmas, and sure. you know that's Man, it's close. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd give the edge and that's a lethal weapon, but it is very close. Neither of them are very Christmas no, quite yeah. low. Yeah. Um, some things we did on the last show. Any, I think the worst scene in this is probably at the end when that guy pops back up, so that guy can get yeah, the cop. Not even redemption. Close. I think that's not even. Yeah. What, what about Lethal Weapon? Do we have a worse scene from that scene that we don't like from Lethal Weapon? I don't know. There's not many. It's good. It's great. Movie. It's just good. Well, there's a lot of like every piece, like every different main scene they have is important. Like the suicide scene, it shows you like, yeah, this dude, it really is crazy because he's just. Chained himself to another guy and jumped off a building, or I think the main, I think the stuff with like the the main villain or the head of the non Busey, I don't even know his name. Mm-hmm. I think the stuff with him doesn't work, but that's he's probably the worst part. I can't really think of a particular no, no scene, scene really. Um, if you had to pick a favorite scene from either movie, maybe not the best scene, your favorite scenes. What are our favorite scenes? Ooh, we didn't even say yippee motherfucker. yippee motherfucker. He calls him Cowboy the whole movie. Yeah. He refers yeah. to him as Cowboy when he doesn't know his name. Yeah. Um, Jeez. Favorite scene? Lethal Weapon. It's the when they're like when he's getting tortured and they get out of it. Mm-hmm. I just think that's really fucking good. cool. It's just like a badass scene. Um, I would say for me in that, I think the Christmas tree farm, the bus there is cool. And I think... After he jumps off the building and they're in that diner or whatever it is, yelling at each other is pretty good. Yeah. Also, I think that's really good. I would probably say the scene where he jumps off the building too, maybe. Uh, also, the scene where he about kills himself, I was the first time I saw this was not expecting something like that from this no, movie to be that emotional and that deep. So real quick. That's early. Sad, but early. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, well done. Uh, in Die Hard... It's also good. It's also good. Um, I would say just the best scenes. I would say the early, the early back and forth on the radio with Hans and yeah. John is really, really good. I yeah. think those where they're like kind of cat and mouse, kind of smart ass in each other. I think that stuff's really good. But again, it's and like it's, building that connection. It's like they're uh-huh, both yeah. the same thing. They're both a little bit crazy. Like, yeah, it's a faceless like back and forth, and I, I think that whole. Whole bit throughout the movie is really good. I feel like we're gonna. We're, are we going two to one here? I'm. I'm going. Here's. Here's one more. One last. One last thing. 
of the four main characters in these movies, who's the best performance? Of Danny Glover, Mel Gibson, Bruce Willis, Jesus. Alan Rickman. Oh who's God. number one? Rank them one to four. Best performances. Alan th- Rickman one. I think I would go Rickman, Gibson, Same. Glover, Willis. I think I would flip the last two, but the first two are the same for me. Jake, I'm going to flip your first two. Um, That's fair. Mel Gibson, yeah. like, uh, Mel Gibson does yeah. such a great job of, like, the whole time you're watching the movie, like, I'm like, is Mel Gibson, like, crazy in real life, too? Yeah. <laughs> he is, though. So, he kind of is. A, he that's the thing. Like, he's so good he, at it. And, like, you can is, just, yeah. just kind of, like, you can see that intensity in his eyes all the oh, time, yeah. whereas a lot of time, like, mm-hmm. Hans doesn't get super worked up a ton because he kind of, like you said, he's got everything kind of thought out. He's chill. Whereas he's just like chill and he's so intelligent. Correct. I think overall, I think Hans's character might be cooler overall, but I think Mm. Mel Gibson, like, that might be a good point. You might might be honest with it. Okay. So we gotta, we gotta kill one of these movies. One of these movies gotta go home. Are we ready to vote? I don't know if I'm ready to vote. I can't go first. It sounds like Jacob's going with Lethal Weapon. I prefer Die Hard to Advance. Fuck. <laughs> is that is that true? You you would vote Lethal Weapon, Jacob? Yeah, I, I will vote Lethal Weapon for sure. Oh, fuck. We got to think. We're we are the best Christmas movie. Of yeah, which movies. is weird. <laughs> which one's a better Christmas movie? Which maybe not the least favorite matchup of them all. Oh. Don't blow it. Oh, this is hard. You want to give up your vote to the Instagram audience? God, this is tough. I mean, think about best supporting actors then. If you listed your top four actors and you didn't have Gary Busey in your top four. I think here's here's a little way to do this. <laughs> Both of you give me your case for why you're picking what you're picking. Wes, give me your case. What's the case for Die Hard? Uh, I don't know. I just think that... It, it's not really considering the Christmasiness of it because both of them whatever, are basically whatever your criteria. I just think it's a better movie overall. I like the um, the relationship with Hans and John better than the two cops in the other one. Um, I think it's just a better movie. I don't know. Jacob, give me your give me your case for lethal weapon. Enjoyed it more. Um... I think it gives a really good backstory on the two main guys, like the whole time. Like at the time, like you're watching as they like talk and stuff like that. Like in the back of Riggs's mind, the whole time is like, I'm gonna fucking kill myself, kill myself, kill myself. And then you got, you know, Glover who is like, fuck, I'm done. But then he just swaps because his kid, like he loses his daughter and he just like goes into intense mode. Um, whereas like Bruce Willis is awesome as obviously John McClane, but it doesn't have a ton of personality or like switch. Like he doesn't have a ton. Like he only has the one problem on his mind and that's, you know, the, the, the villain Hans, whereas uh, in lethal weapon Glover and Gibson Gibson both have other shit going on that they have to like push aside to beat Gary Busey. Yeah. I would say um, that Jake said that the, the nonstop, nonstopness of the movie was a positive for him, and I wouldn't lean that way. I prefer the more like strategic, 
um, in, rather than the in-your-face, over-the-top action. I get they're both action movies, but I think the the mix of those were better and just a better or a movie that I enjoy more in Die Hard. So it's just my preference for it. I mean, it's, you know, it's not our job to sell you. Just take the movie like. Lethal Weapon! Moving on to the next round. And here's my justification. Like I said, I rated them almost the exact same. Yeah, I love them both so much. Same or one off? One off. Okay. Uh, I think just for this, Lethal Weapon's a little more heartwarming. There's a little bit more of a family dynamic, or the family dynamic's a little more fleshed out than it is in Die Hard. There's a little bit more sweetness, lovingness. So for that reason, within the context of being a Christmas movie, I give the edge to Lethal Weapon. Yeah, I would say that's fair. I, the, having the his family be like an actual part of the story, I think, gives an edge as far as the emotional connection to the, the main characters. I would say that's that's reasonable. Both really good movies. Enjoyed them. First time seeing it was today, so enjoyed it a lot. Great movies. Jacob, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. We had a lot of fun. Loved it. It was a blast. We would love to have you on to talk about something else. Literally anything. Anything you ever want to talk about, call us up. Um, we've gone very long on this because yeah. we like these movies a lot. We're going to do the football picks. We're going to breeze through those very quickly. Yeah. You're going to see that immediately after this. So stay tuned. Taking a little break. See you in a sec. Jacob, any last thing you want to say to the people? Thoughts of Friends podcast. That's the, that's the place to be. Give it a listen, and uh, you won't regret it. I was thinking you would say, I'm getting too old for this shit, but, you know. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. All right, see you in a second. Okay, really quick, NFL picks. We've gone very long on this podcast. We had a delightful discussion with our friend Jacob regarding Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon moved on to the next round. They will be facing off against Home Alone. Let's get the NFL picks. What were our records last week, Wes? Why do you bring that up? I don't know. I just thought I'd ask. The system's back. The system is back. Uh, I went 9-5. and five. Great week. Fantastic week. Lovely week. Take it every week. Our friend Brody. 12-2. and 12-2. Ah, I'm an animal. Very nice week from you, sir. 12-2. and two. Excellent. Excellent week. Um, Pretty good. Do you want to rip into it? Let's go. Let's rip into it. Thursday night football. Uh, system play for me. Minnesota did not cover last week against Detroit. Pittsburgh did cover against Baltimore. Easy money. Go with the system. Minnesota. 100% agree. 100% agree. Detroit fucking stinks. Candy ass. Minnesota's going to run it down their goddamn throats. Guys, I've been meaning to tell you something. I have this system that if a team doesn't cover last week, plays a team that covered last week, you just take the team that didn't cover. You just you little zigzag. I've been meaning to tell you about this. I'm going to go with it. Minnesota's a part of that system. Minnesota, what is it, minus three? Minus three. All right. Um, Dallas, Sunday minus slate. four at Washington. First game on the Sunday slate that we have down. Dallas at, at Washington, what do you think? I've been impressed with Washington. They're, they're peaking at the right time. Home dog. They're getting right a little bit. Chase Young goes down. Obviously, your defense gets better. Obviously. Um, I'll take the home dog here in division. Me too. I'm with you. Riding it. 
All right, go ahead in the next game. I'm going to get this spreadsheet ready. Jacksonville travels to Tennessee to face off with the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are laying eight and a half points at home. The Titans are the most inconsistent team in the NFL, maybe. What do we think? Very it's injured. hard to get a good read on this squad. Maybe they'll get Julio back. I don't know if that matters. Who gives a shit? He's dead. Jacksonville's awful, though. They I'm are. Truly awful. Off the bye, I think Vrabel's a good coach. I'll take the home team here off the bye. Jacksonville's terrible. I'll take Tennessee. Big theme this week, a bunch of gigantic spreads. A bunch yeah. of huge numbers. I'll agree with you, I think. I'll take Tennessee. I just can't. In my right mind, take Jacksonville. Next game, Seattle on the road, laying seven and a half against the Houston Texans West. We fade Seattle. Seattle stinks. System play, Houston Texans. Oh, really? Let's do it. Houston did not cover. Seattle did cover. Seattle was a system play last week. I didn't even know that was a system play, but I'm, I'm with the system. System play, like, Houston, baby. Houston, Houston. Houston. Seattle's roster sucks. I've been saying They're it. Trash. They're trash. They're trash. Next game, Las Vegas at Kansas City. Nine and a half point spread in this game in favor of the Chiefs. They kicked their head in last time they played them in Las Vegas. The system play, Vegas. Really? Vegas. Kansas City covered last week. Las Vegas did not. Hmm. I've been impressed with the defense of the Chiefs really. Getting Chris Jones back has been very important for them. I'm going to lean Kansas City, although it's a very, very big number. Look, if I wasn't a system play, I would pick Kansas City. All transparency, I don't like it, but... System play! You ride with the system. system play. New Orleans is a five-point road favorite against the Jets. Looks like Taysom Hill's going to play. Looks oh, like Kamara's going to play. Um, the Jets suck. They do suck. I don't know. I, I don't know. Is this a system play? No, it's not. Damn it! It's can't not. get bailed out. No. Um... God, Taysom Hill's fucking terrible. I think he threw for four interceptions. Some, I think Taysom Hill is worse than whoever will play quarterback for the Jets. Zach Wilson, I assume. I think I'm going to take the Jets here. Really? The Jumbo Jets? Just to hold and just keep it close. I'm just going to bet on Taysom Hill turning the ball over a few times. That's a pretty safe bet. I'm going to take the Jets. Ah, I'm with you. Home dog, I'll take it too. Taysom Hill sucks. Uh, Atlanta at Carolina. Carolina's a two-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, Atlanta sucks. Their roster sucks. Their quarterback sucks. Uh, Carolina's off a bye. I'll take Carolina. Um, give me Atlanta just to be different. I have no feeling on this game. I have no lean yeah, whatsoever. I hope I watch zero seconds. I'll just game. take Atlanta just to be different. Another division game. Baltimore at Cleveland. This is a rematch of two weeks ago. Cleveland off a bye. They're a two-and-a-half point home favorite in this spot. What do you think? Uh, quickly, the other system, divisional unders after week 10. A bunch of divisional matchups this week. I think there's like six maybe or so, maybe more. Uh, this is another one of those. I'm going to be betting the under in every single one of them. Hopefully that works out for me. If not, that will be very sad. Uh, that being said, Baltimore is dead. They basically gave up last game because they had no more defenders left to put in the game. They went for two, so they John didn't have Harbaugh to play anymore. said... I was out of cornerback, so we had to go for it. Uh, so, give me Cleveland, I guess. The only thing that would give me pause on that is two weeks ago, Baltimore and Lamar Jackson played like the worst game I've ever seen them play, and they still covered. Mm -hmm. That was at home. 
Uh, he threw four interceptions and they still covered. Like Cleveland just couldn't move the ball. Yeah, that was concerning. Um, well, uh, some of those defenders that were stopping the movement of the ball are not going to be playing this week. Uh, yeah, Cleveland. I'll take Cleveland too, I think. Hard they, to beat a team twice. Yeah. Hard to cover against a team twice. At home, different game. Uh, the Giants travel to the Chargers. Ten and a half point favorites here? Really? That seems like way too many points. Yeah, the Chargers beat the brakes off of Cincinnati for yeah. a while and then kind of got close and they pulled away again. System play? This is a system play. New York Giants, yeah, baby. Yeah, so. Plus I'm ten getting, and a half. I'm on them too. You're getting on the system. Ten and a half. That's way too many. That team should lay ten and a half to nobody. No. They don't have a home field advantage. It's, no. Nah, they're making sense to me. We, uh, they are very similar to Tennessee to me. It's very hard to know what version of them you're going to get week to week. Yeah. Uh, Herbert's playing a little bit better, but system play, Giants. There's another system play. I'm getting it in my head. Detroit at Denver. Denver's minus seven and a half at home. It's a system play. You're taking it's Denver. a system play. Denver, baby. Broncos, the horses. Gotta yeah, do it. I feel like this is going to be a gigantic letdown. Oh, yeah. Detroit, the Lions. Giant exhale. Fuck it. We'll lose the rest of the yeah. year. We don't give a shit. We don't want to win any more games, to be honest with you. Yeah. We just didn't want that embarrassment. Now we just want the number one overall pick. We want to get Kayvon Thibodeau wearing the baby blue. Yeah. San Francisco at Cincinnati. Two extremely volatile teams here. Cincinnati's a one-point home favorite. I don't know. One of the toughest games to pick of the whole year, I think. I couldn't have less of a uh, I think Mitchell's going to be out. they got a bunch of running backs now. They really like to run the ball. So I don't think they're going to be able to run it much. San Francisco, I'll take Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, I'll just take the home team, I guess. Just take the home team. Keep it keep it simple. Probably the game of the week. Yep. Buffalo travels to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a three-point home favorite. Buffalo just, I hesitate to call it, got embarrassed. But they had a devastating loss to in division of the Patriots. Probably lost the division. Wasn't even a real football game. No, really. hard to take fifty mile an hour wins. Hard to a, take anything away from it. It was uh, a clown game. Wasn't a real football. Was entertaining from like a gimmick. Yeah, like standpoint. A, holy shit! Look at this. It was like this is really weird. I've never seen anything like this. It was right. good, but from like an actual good football, it was very bad. It wasn't that? Uh, this is a system play bets. The Bills, baby. Mm. The Bills are the system play. Buffalo. Circle the That was a really, really tough loss, and they have the Patriots again very soon. Uh, I just don't know if they can get up off the mat. Short week. They're up, baby. On the road. I'm gone. They're I'm, punching I'm, back. I'm fading the system on this one. I like Tampa. You fucker. At home. Uh, Chicago at Green Bay on Sunday night. The Packers are 12 and a half point favorites. My God. Justin Fields will be the starter yes, for Chicago. Yes, he will. Uh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, Although he, Chicago historically gets forget, absolutely embarrassed when forget. they play Green Bay in primetime. I own you. I own you. He owns you. They've had a whole week off to prepare. Off a bye? I'm taking the fucking Packers. I don't care. Yeah. Taking the Packers. The Bears stink. The Packers are arguably the best team in the, the NFL. the best in the NFL. Them or this team? The Rams at the Cardinals. The Cardinals are only two and a half point favorites. So I thought that was a little fishy. Somebody hurt? Is there, Kyler Murray's going to play. Kyler's going to Hopkins, Hopkins is back. going to play. I think it's a full deck. Weird. I mean. Makes me think Rams. Seems like they're begging me to bet on Arizona. Seems like they want me to lose my money I'm not betting on Arizona it. minus two and a half. I'm not going to homer. Arizona. Give me the fucking Rams, baby. Right. Ye of little faith. Give me L-A-R. All right. That'll be a good Monday night. Really, really good Monday, uh, Sunday and Monday night games this week. Lock of the week, Wes? What do you got? Ooh, that is a terrific question. 
It might be this Thursday game. I feel very good that the Vikings are going to win um, by more than three points. I'm going to go with, ooh, what am I going to go with? Another division game. I was going to say I like the under in Jacksonville, Tennessee. Divisional unders like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I like the under. I don't know if they can cover the eight and a half. I don't know if I'm comfortable with locking that in. Um, you know what? I'm going to go Giants plus ten and a half as my lock. Feels, that's fair. Feels bad putting my faith in. Uh, that's fair. Old boy, uh, DJ. That's fair. Daniel Jones. Um, Giants plus with, ten and a half. I'm going to go with Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, Jacksonville's probably the worst team. Off a bye, I think. I think they really wax them. All right. That'll do it, folks. Good pod. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll do a little recap of the weekend in sports, and we'll talk our next matchup in the movie bracket. Got it off the top of your head? Um, it is Elf versus How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Our friend Drew Bolier. If any listeners know who he is, he will be on. He is a certified elf freak. He loves elf. Certified He's watched freak. it a bajillion times. So he'll be on to talk Grinch and talk elf. Be a lot of fun. Uh, we also have Fantasy Suites for all the Bachelorette fans Ooh. next week. We'll be talking Fantasy Suites. And Bobby will be joining us for the next movie matchup, which is Christmas Story versus The Polar Express. Yes. So, big, big week on TNF. Ton, well, the, the Polar No, that will be next week also, right? Yeah, it will be. I believe so. So, lots to look forward to. We'll see out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hugs and kisses. Have a good night. Thanks for listening.